Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spencer Lodge podcast. As I promised you to try and bring some mega guests onto the show, I've got one for you today. But before we start, the cue the music, and let's get started. The mega star that's Ty Lopez. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I nice appreciate you, it. Man. It's your first time in Dubai, yeah? First time. What, 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 what does it feel like coming to a place like this? Did you have preconceptions like lots of Americans do? No, but you know, when I was flying over, I was looking, I like the architecture. Um, it, it has kind of an exotic feel, you know, it's a little bit like you'd think. Um, but no, it's been all good so far. And you're only here kind of in and out with success resources yeah, for the I'm here day. four or five days, yeah. Okay, so you get a chance yeah. to four or five days. I'm going to go to the Risotto family office meeting. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard here. about that as well, yeah. Grant so, was telling me earlier. So I find out that was here at the same time. I said, great. You um, you talked recently, or I watched some content recently where you were talking to Tom Bilyeu, mm -hmm. okay, about talking to people under the age of 25 because yes. after they get to 25 years old, it's hard for them to learn. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it really, really resonated with me. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a sales guy, really. If right. you peel it all back, I'm just a sales guy. And and I find it really frustrating because the salespeople need to learn how to be better. And I want to teach them. The youngsters are thirsty. The yep. people that get a bit older, they're thirsty. But the application for the older people is way tougher. You yeah. know, the, the results I get from young people. So when you you said it it was like Mah. okay yeah. should i just talk to the youngsters well i'll tell you this so here's the thing there's an interesting new study that came out founders so mark zuckerberg is famous for a decade ago saying young people are just smarter than old people so he is focused on building a team that's young of course not everybody liked that message because not everybody so the truth is and just came out in this new study you can google it it's all over the place Founders of businesses who start a business over 50 in general have a better success rate than people who are whatever start at 18. So I would say don't give up on any demographic, you know, group. Yeah. But you have to teach and completely differently. So under 25, the brain's still malleable. There's still a lot of elasticity there. Obviously, there's brain elasticity until the day you die. My grandma's 101, but I will tell you, she doesn't learn as well at 101 as she learned at 11. To learn a new language, they say a child under two years old can learn an infinite amount of languages that you speak to them. We can learn 40 languages. Um, nobody who starts learning Chinese at 75 is ever going to sound fluent, really. Agreed. So what, you, what I would say, what I do, because in my company, I really believe and I'm not saying this just to sound cliche, there's a power and a diversity of genders, ethnicities, uh, worldviews, ages. And so, but I put older people sometimes on different projects. Old, I found that older people, for example, basically whatever you are by about 40, um, ain't much gonna change. But what you can do is activate what's already there okay. and a little bit minimize what's annoying. When somebody's, 18, you can actually eradicate what's annoying. And you, you can't do that. In a, if you marry somebody, you're both 50 years old, whatever you married, prepare to be with for the rest of your life. <laughs> if they have a lot of anxiety, they're gonna probably have a lot of, if they're, you know, annoying to be around, you married somebody annoying. But sub, it's really, you know, this, the IQ test, 
is one of the most famous IQ tests that most people take. It's called the Stanford Binet test. It's named after this guy, Alfred Binet, who studied intelligence quotient. Obviously, some of it's been disproven, but mm -hmm. he found at age 14 is when your IQ peaked. And recent studies have backed that up over and over. Your raw IQ peaks at 14. For example, your ability... The crowd likes this uh, podcast here. <laughs> um, at age 14, you're quick on your feet. Your recall is the fastest. They do a test where you basically show somebody a whole bunch of numbers for 10 seconds and you your recall is best at around 14. But if you're 54, your recall has gone down, but another part has massively increased, which is generally your intuition's a little bit better because mm -hmm. you've been burned. Yeah. You've been burned. And uh, when you're 14, you're still a little naive. So that's why I say, I really think if in terms of going back, this is a long-winded answer to your question, I would never give up on a segment of the world because actually science and statistics are finding older people do very well as entrepreneurs. Um, but entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, there's other studies that show big breakthroughs often happen. Like Einstein came up as, with his best work, I think it was pre-1920. So he, by the time Einstein was about 40, he never had a major scientific breakthrough again. So what happens, it's kind of, that's what I'm saying. But he worked on what he had already yeah. figured out in his 20s uh -huh. and he pushed it forward. So once you hit about 40, 50, really over 25, maybe 20, let's call 25 a little bit. Let's say over 25, 30. Whatever those raw tools you got in childhood, you better maximize them. If you're under 25, you can build an incredible array of new skills. But if you're older and you're listening to this, don't be depressed. You probably have one or two skills that are good enough that if you actually maximized them, will make you a lot of money, for example. You know? Yeah, really good point. A lot of young people want to be entrepreneurs. And, and I'm a 49-year-old man, so growing up, that word didn't even exist. You know, yeah. It was a one-man band, sole trader, that right. kind of stuff. Yep. So this, this word became sexy. And there's a lot of talk about kids not going to university because being an entrepreneur. I know for a fact, being an entrepreneur, that it's a bloody lonely place. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be really, really kind of dark from time yeah. to time, even if you're winning and even if you, you, you're making a lot of money and all that kind of stuff, it can be a really, a really kind of like tough place to be. Right. Because who gives you the pat on the back? Who gives you the right. high five? Exactly. You know? Who says to you, well done? And I think that, that, that there isn't as much time and effort spent on teaching young people to understand that that's what goes with the territory too. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and I also think, I mean, I believe in personality types. There's a lot of science that's been developed over the last 30, 40 years of understanding how even from birth, you know, do you have brothers and sisters? Five sisters. Yeah, so you have the same mother and father, so you've got the same gene pool, but people come out very different. So personality types are a real thing, and not everybody's as much, not everybody should be an entrepreneur. That's one thing people aren't realizing. So. If you look at a test that's so-so of a personality test called Myers-Briggs, it's mm -hmm. somewhat scientific. It's not the best one out there, but ENTP, for example, is considered the entrepreneur. ENTP stands for extroverted, intuitive, thinking, perceiving. So it, there's definitely, out of 16 Myers-Briggs personality types, there's definitely more than one that's good at entre entrepreneurship, but not all 16 are. So if you look at a guy like Steve Ballmer, who I've gotten to know a little bit, number 11, I think richest man in the world. He told me that he did better inside an organization someone else had built. So Bill Gates and Paul Allen started Microsoft 
And Steve Ballmer stayed in college. So he wasn't there. He was, of course, entrepreneurial, but he wasn't there in the very, very inception days. But he still came in and made 40, uh, 50, I think he's at 55 billion net worth today. So he's what's called an intrapreneur. Mm -hmm. So I think that where you can go wrong, one of my mentors, Mike Murphy, used to tell me, horses for courses. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, Ty, he was a wealthy investor from Ireland. He said, I invest in race horses on the track. And he said, I have certain horses that if the track is long and it's a long run, I use those horses because they're good at endurance. Yeah. And I have other horses that are for the fast short track and they just go all out. So he said, you got to know what horse matches today's race course. And a lot of entrepreneurs jump. The, you, so you have to know your personality type. You're, you're the horse and you got to match it to the course. Not everyone should match up as a pure entrepreneur. But you can always be entrepreneurial. So you might be a pure entrepreneur. You start things from scratch. But other people should tag along with you as entrepreneurs. What was the first job you ever had? Uh, first job I ever had, I tried to sell. I remember I was like six years old and my mom was a single mom. We didn't have much money. And I was like, I'm going to make money. And we had cherry tomatoes in the backyard. And I took them and I tried to sell them. I remember I had them in bags for 25 cents. Nobody bought it except one neighbor felt bad and bought one <laughs> bag from me. And the next day, this is when I first learned about psychology. I said, what if I get lemonade, put sugar in it and go out in my same little tomato stand? I got rid of all the tomatoes and I had lemonade and I made like $5. And I was like, wow, <laughs> people want sugar more than they want veggies. <laughs> and so that was my first business. Sadly, the whole school system, I should have been started being an entrepreneur there, but the whole school system, no, nobody encouraged you to do that. So I didn't become really an entrepreneur again until I was 19. When you, when you, were, when you were young and you, were, you know, had ideas about what you wanted to be, with, with yeah. the, what were you gonna do with your life? Yep. What was, you know, I, I had a time in my life where I wanted to be a fighter pilot. You know, there was okay. something about that. And then that kind of died because of my, my eyesight. And then it was, I wanted to be a ski instructor. And I became a ski instructor. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. You know, until my mum kicked me out of bed one summer and said, no, there's no snow. You're done. Go get a job. Um, no snow in Dubai either. There, 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 you went to the wrong. You need to go to Norway or Sweden or something. <laughs> well, we've got an indoor ski slope here. Do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The world's okay. largest indoor snow ski slope is here. That is hilarious. Did you, did you want to be anything? Did you, did you sit there saying, you know, I want to be? Yeah, you know what? I never... I hear all these people be like, I want to be an astronaut. I, I never had any of that. I mean, something was wrong with me. I just, what I would do that was, you know, so I don't think I was special in that way, but I always would get hyper-focused on one thing. So I would study and read every book on, there was a time I was focused on Native American history, and then I was focused on the mafia, and then I was focused on bodybuilding. Like, so I was more of a uh, like- Okay, a, so just uh, so into one thing at a time. Yeah. Three years, I would just like focus on one thing, you know? So, but I never wanted, I never remember ever saying, but I'll tell you why. If you go to Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENTP, P's, it's called perceiving versus judging. P's don't pre-plan their life. So I think J, did you look back? You said you wanted to be, you're probably a J. When I, when I became a ski instructor, that's all I wanted. And when I then got a job, I got a job as a trainee salesman with Rank yeah. Rocks. So you know. you're probably more of a J. So J person, about 50% of the population is P, 50% is J. J's, kind of 
map out what they want and peas just take whatever comes. So I'm, I'm not a strong pea person. No, neither one's better than the other. They're just very different. In you, I saw Do you, you pre-plan trips? Last, trip? last minute. Okay, so you might be a pea. Okay. Last, last minute. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, I know it's coming, yeah. but I don't do anything about it until it okay. happens. It's like Christmas, it's coming, you know? Yep. I've got to go see my folks and I've got to see it and stuff. It's like, got to get it organized, but not yet, not yeah. yet. You go back to England just for that? Or are you going to stay here? No, I'll go to London and then I'll go to Cyprus where my parents retired to. And so, yeah. you got a global around. family, I like it. It's like, I grew up living overseas. My dad worked for the oil industries and so I worked in, I lived in West Africa as a kid. Okay. And then went from West where? Africa in Nigeria. Nigeria. So okay. my grandparents actually were missionaries in, in Nigeria. Okay. And then my dad was born there while they were missionaries. And then he went back to work there many years later. And I went with him when my parents got divorced and I was seven years old. So, and then when I then got a chance to go to work, it, I, people offered me jobs overseas and I'm like, hell yeah, you know, yeah. no drama for me. Whereas my buddies were like, what are you leaving London for? Yeah. And I'm like, Hong Kong sounds good to me. So yeah, have you lived in Hong Kong too? Hong Kong, Thailand, Malaysia. What's um, your top three favorite places um in terms of if people say where would you go back to live yes brazil brazil i lived in sao paulo to the bain to the joya why do you like what do you like about brazil brazil had a great energy were you and, single then no i was married okay and, and a I, lot of times guys are like yeah, i'm going yeah, to brazil yeah, yeah. I like exotic yeah but I, I went there and it was um there, there, there was a uh, they're very sarcastic in their sense of humor which matched mine England. And so, yeah, very, yeah. very, very British in the sense of humor. And so I connected with them that way. And South America has a real vibe to it that the other places don't have. There's a lot of money in Sao Paulo. You yeah. know? For me, being a financial advisor back then, yeah. there's an opportunity. So one is Brazil. I live in Brazil. Um, I was in Slovakia. I was in uh, Egypt. I was in Amsterdam, Italy. Um, and I would probably say that, that... What's second after? Here would have to be here. So not Dubai. That, that, well, you've been Dubai's here. Dubai's the top one. Brazil, Brazil's definitely the top one. Dubai's is there a two? A three? There's a three. It's um, it's Amsterdam. I lived in Holland for four years. What's the worst place? You've, where's the place you would never go back? <laughs> North Korea. No. Egypt was tough. Yeah. Egypt was a tough place to live, yeah. I heard it's crazy. Traffic. Yeah, I meant crazy. Crazy. Cra and, and just just too much chaos to, to give you any sense of peace. But um, yeah, so okay. that, those are those things. But I've been fortunate to live in those different places. Right. So, and I've had to learn to do business with people in different countries. Right. And not everyone behaves the same in business. Yeah. You know? The Japanese are completely different to the Brazilians. Yeah. The Brazilians will be 30 minutes late for a meeting and won't even apologize. Yeah. You know, whereas they're you, like, we're early. We're only 30 minutes like, late. Hey, how you doing? How you That's doing, called man? an early Brazilian <laughs> meeting when you're 30 minutes late. So, so have you, you've just lived in the States all your No, life? I've been all over. I, I've, lived, I've lived quite a few places. I've been to... 40, 50 countries. I've lived probably, yeah, 10, 15 countries. How old are you? Guess, this is the question. You're, you're younger than me. We're gonna have to do, how old are you? 49. Okay. You're younger that's, than me. That's you're very 46. broad. I'm younger than you. You Googled me, but my no, age my age on wrong, online is wrong. So that is not how old I am. So you're not this is a mystery. I want to tell you this. You dye your hair. The first person who gets this, what should I give away, Adrian? <laughs> A smart card. <laughs> a smart, yeah. Something we don't want. Here's so you don't, you don't tell anyone card. your age? You know, it started out as, it's like turned into a huge game on the internet. And I'm like, I'm going to let this game. There's like thousands of guesses. I just say I'm a vampire. I would like to think I'm over 600 years old. <laughs> think how smart you could be. Think how the world would change if people, that's one of the biggest structural problems with 
humanity. By the time you figure out life, you die. Absolutely. So all the smart, all the people who are beginning to be smart are no, imagine engineers or architects who are 300 years old. They imagine, built imagine, thousands. Imagine a heart surgeon that was 500 years old. They're like, I've done 50,000 surgeries. They wouldn't mess up at all. I just had LASIK on my eyes. And the guy who did it's one been doing, he did LASIK for LeBron. So I was like, all right, my eyes aren't as valuable. Yeah, but he's done. He pioneered LASIK surgery. And I was going, I want to work with this guy. But he's still only been doing it for 20 years. It's a, there's a, one of the best sayings of a philosopher of all time. I think it was, it, I might have been Plato or Socrates said, art is long, but life is short. This is the conundrum of life is that the art of figuring out, the art of a good life takes a long time to figure, figure out, out yeah. and then you die. <laughs> so you're like, I figured it out. My grandma's 101 <laughs> and she knows a lot of stuff. And then it's like, she goes, I don't think I'll be here to, you know, put it all in practice. If we could all, so if they ever, the greatest business plan that any of you could have come up with, if you come up with this, I will invest in you. You will be the wealthiest person in the world. Call the company the Fountain of Youth, Ponce de Leon. <laughs> if you come up with anything that literally reverses aging, um, not only will, I'm not talking about from the vanity part where you look better. Okay. I'm talking about it from the point of humanity moving forward. You know, you need people who know how to do stuff. And one of the problems in the world is people, we're not, we're, we're not so wise. So we do, we're like, the cycle continues. We make the same mistake that somebody else could have told us not to make. We burn our hand at the fire and somebody could have just said, don't stick your hand in there. I've already done it. Yeah. And so it's kind of like Buddhism. I'm not a Buddhist, but you know, there's like a cycle of pain that people go through. And a great part of that is we don't live long enough. But I will tell you, until they figure out how to make us live forever, your best bet is listen very closely to people who have been there because like Warren Buffett says, humans only learn from mistake, but there's no rule they have to be our own. And that's kind of the premise of like, people ask me like, what does Ty Lopez brand stand for? I guess if I had to sum it up, I would say, you know, the pursuit of the good life, health, wealth, love, happiness, all four things by shortening the learning curve from learning from smart people, wise people who have gone before you. What can I say after that? I think we have to wrap it up here because you're being told to go. But so I've been pulled. I'm too boring. So man, they no, got a cane. Yeah, not, They're pulling my neck off here. The gong show has <laughs> gonged that, me. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Hey guys, yeah. hope you enjoyed this episode of the Spencer Lodge podcast. People like him are epic. Okay, if you want to see more episodes, you know what you do. There's boxes everywhere. Click on them, go find it, subscribe, and we'll see you soon.